runs towards the danger as everyone else is fleeing and jumps into the portal and goes to the world. I am the one who sweeps. I am, I am the one who sweeps. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This week, this is actually the Necromancy Podcast because we have brought Chase back from the brink. Yeah, it was a little touch and go. I, uh, you know, I, I've avoided it this long and it feels like kind of the weirdest move to be getting COVID in 2022, but here we are. Hey, you know, it's it's a big brain move. You have three vaccinations. You've really stacked the deck in your favor. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's antiviral drugs now. So if it got really bad, you can take those. Yeah. Um, and, you know, COVID has evolved to the point where in Chase's words, it's just like the flu. It's just okay. like the flu. Okay. This is what I, I said, said. This is a it's different. It's just the flu, I'm, baby. I'm Some taking out of context. talking points over here. <laughs> Chase, known conservative and anti-vaxxer. <laughs> Chase Albee, known conservative. Wait, hold on. Is that actually Chut Buttby that I'm talking to right now? I grow a mustache suddenly. <laughs> it's me, Chut Buttby. I like how his disguise isn't like wearing a mask. It's just shaving mm -hmm. his mustache and then growing it through some sort of <laughs> fell magic yeah. very quickly. That's that's the uh, that's the Buttby way. Strong words. Uh, anyway, I got COVID, so uh, we'll see how good of a podcast this one is. <laughs> <laughs> it's either going to be unhinged or just like totally unlistenable. I'm not sure which one yet. Yeah, I'm doing okay still. Yeah, you, David's good. For all for all listeners at home, if you hear his voice and think, damn, that guy does not have COVID, you're correct. You're correct. He doesn't. I've been testing negative all week. Dodging coronavirus like he's in con Contra, uh, Contra, Galaga, Ooh. Mario, video oh. games. Gaiden? Gaiden. That was, that was my... Uh, Bullet hell game. No, Gradius. 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 Uh, you know who was a designer on that game, David? Who? Hideo Kojima. No shit. Sure was. Oh, God. He's everywhere. My He's everywhere. goodness. Uh, hello. Hi. It's video game Potimism. It's the video. No. Okay. All right. A little first shot across <laughs> the, the brain bow. fog. The brain fog. It's here. It's real, everybody. <laughs> it is the Optimist video game variety show where two best friends talk about the wonderful world of gaming. My name is Chase. And my name is David. And we're here to talk to you about how fucking cool video games are. That's sure. The, that's the new part of the tagline that I'm doing now. My <laughs> my new funky Rated bunch. R. That tagline. Was it? Did I say a curse in there? You did. Oh, God. <laughs> you said how fucking cool video games are. Yikes. Yeah. I got it's okay. It it's okay, baby. Yeah, it does say explicit on there. So whoever's it does say explicit. concerned about my foul language. People I guess I knew. apologize, but still, you were it's warned. Fun. Hey, uh, 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 are you playing video games? I, I have been playing video games. I, I didn't even ask you the right question. I said, are you playing video games right now? Which is not the correct tense. I am currently playing video games. I am, I am dual tasking right now. I'm potting and gaming at the same time. Wouldn't that be a thing? That's it. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Uh, I'm what, not doing that. I'm, I'm lying. What games have you been playing, David? It's still game. It's still Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Yeah. Tell I me. Can't, I can't stop. I can't quit you. I can't you. quit you, Elden Ring. I don't know what else there is to say. Where am I? I guess we'll we'll just do an yeah. update. Yeah, yeah. Where Tell am me. I in the ring? 
I'm on the Altus Plateau. Okay, yeah. For the longest time, I thought it said Atlas Plateau. I thought that until this very moment, David. It's A-L-T-U-S. It's Altus Plateau. Huh, yeah. I I was mistaken for so long. Yeah, you're right. I know. Cool. So yeah, I've been in. I've been muck, mucking around in Mount Gelmir. Okay, nice. Cool. I joined the Volcano Manor. Ah, uh, yeah, cool, cool area in there. Cool area. Interesting that there's like little factions that are around. I've joined mm-hmm. each one of them. I'm just, I'm just yeah. a big himbo, just like saying yes to everybody. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll join your cause. We're fighting yeah, sure. against the Erd Tree. Okay, Fuck cool. It. I'm, I'm also part of the round table hold and we're part of like the people trying to bring back the grace and the, the, the two fingers and everything like that. Cool. Let's do that too. Let's do it all. Fuck it. Let's be everybody. Yeah. So yeah, it's still a very fun game. I'm making my way towards the capital now. I couldn't find nice. the snake man. I couldn't find him. I don't know where to go in Mount Gelmir to get to him, but we'll find snake out eventually. Man. The snake man. The snake man. Oh, 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 the big boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Praetor Rikard. He's obviously a snake man. A snake man. Yeah. What if it's just David Hayter? That would be pretty cool. <laughs> What's up, Tarnished? Come fight me. <laughs> My God. Got a metal sword. Grace? Grace? <laughs> Grace! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, I, I couldn't find... I couldn't find... I'll go back and I'll find him. But it, it obviously wants me to go to Lind- Lindell. Lanedell. Wherever that yeah. is. Yeah. I, I think it, the game generally does point you towards the capital, like, first and foremost. Yeah, so I'm going to go muck around in there. Nice. I beat the two tree sentinels in front of the gates. That was oh, an man. intense I don't battle. think I ever... I, don't, I never did, I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah, I just ran past them. There's, there's actually, no, there's one that you need to get into the place, like, period. Yeah. Like, kind of around the side of the, the capital, but yeah. those two that are right next to each other, I was like, no, no. No, I took them guys. on. Damn. I love horse battles. I love night battles. Yeah. I mean, you Cavalry are Robert battles. Baratheon. I am Robert this, Baratheon. And I, they were, I just saw, all I saw was a Targaryen prince, and I just wanted to <laughs> smash his chest in. So, yeah. I'm in the capital, and cool. things are looking up. I'm going and fighting all the dragons and shit. It's a good game. It's still really, it's, it's really fun. I play it for what feels like a couple minutes and it's been two hours. Yeah, it, it really slips away from you pretty quick. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to play this game for maybe close to 100 hours looking at just my trajectory right now. That's, my I first think that's about, that's about where I landed with the first one. I've it's seen people girthy, who can easily do like... game. I know, it's shocking. Like, I, I feel like when I played through Persona, it was like a 100-hour game. And by the end of it, I was like, whew, that was a lot of Persona. Mm-hmm. And by the end of Elden Ring, I was like, that was a normal amount of a video game, right? And then said, no, you have played for 100 hours, my friend. Yeah, I know. It's pretty impressive what they've done. Yeah, it's just, it's it's immaculate. The game's really great. Yeah. The, the, the one complaint I have is the frame rate. It's just not, still not quite there. Really? I, I didn't notice that in my playthrough of it. Hmm. Are you playing on the, what what, what console are you playing on? PS5. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. That's weird. Feels jittery. Maybe it's because my TV's too good. It's totally possible. I'm I'm playing on, you know. Old, May have to old. dumb down some of the settings. But other than that, let me think. Have I been playing anything else? Yeah. I played some Wii, oh no, Switch Sports. I'm always going to call it Wii Sports. I played some Switch Sports it's... with my grad school friends over the weekend this past oh, weekend. Oh, nice. How'd it go? Uh, really good. They were all very impressed by the way that I could curve the bowling <laughs> ball. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, that's kind of a big deal. They all gasped when I did it. I was like, you got to do it like this. And they're like, <gasps> And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty cool, but I had one pin left, so it wasn't a strike. So it wasn't like maximal coolness. It was like yeah. cool and then kind of let down. So you know how it goes sometimes. You yeah. got to swing some defenses, right? I mean, if, if you got a gasp out of it, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know that the last time my gaming skills gave anyone <laughs> such a such a fright. 
such a fright. They were terrified. They were quaking in their boots. He's too powerful. Too powerful. So that was fun. And then we also played a little bit of the volleyball. Four, 2v2 volleyball. Four people playing mm-hmm. at once. Pretty good. Pretty fun. Yeah. Pretty fun. Played some tennis. That was good too. When you're in the front, it doesn't feel like you do much unless you're really quick at just hogging all of the balls. <laughs> so you could do that. But I think that's... And then we played, yeah, the bowling. The bowling's so fun. It's really good. Bowling's so fun with people. The like challenge bowling, I played that a little bit online recently and that was like a lot of fun where like the lanes are all fucked up have you played this at all i we were playing that a little bit yeah. and they went straight for like the hardest difficulty and i'm just like there are so <laughs> many obstacles and like it goes up at the end the, yeah. the whole lane does i'm like i don't know how to how to manage this right now guys <laughs> it's good it's it was it was a good game time it's I still it yeah it's still a very fun game check it out if you have a switch yeah. that's your david weekly recommendation how about you you bet you've probably had ample free time to play games david i or were you just mentioned are you just dying the whole time there un- okay so a quick preamble on on video game section here there was a pretty significant amount of time where i was able to play games which is a, a real relief like mm-hmm. listen i never like being sick it always kind of stinks yeah but there's always a, there's a little bit of like i'm cool with feeling a little bad if i can literally play games for like five days straight like uh, whenever I had like a cold when I was a kid, I would milk the hell out of that. Oh, like, of oh course. I'm sick. I got no way. I gotta stay home. Mm-hmm. And like, we'll just play dark cloud for a hundred hours in a single week or something like that. Sounds about right. It was really good. So like th- there were a few moments where it was like, yes, I'm, I'm like not feeling great, not feeling good at all, but like steam decks here. Going to play some of that, mm-hmm. uh, which is, it was, it was, it was really nice. So with uh yes you are correct in your assumption that there's a lot of video games to be played here mm-hmm. i was very into this time good uh in fact i played so many that i'm i kind of chopped down the list a little bit to the most significant of the ones rather than wow. like i i played a lot of games you've had a week <laughs> i've had a week and like most of that was spent in bed damn like the uh the recently played in in steam is is sizable however i, I did want to start with a promise from last episode uh-huh i had played need for speed underground 2 last mm. time and uh i was saying i can't really we can't really get into singing little john and the east side boys because that is a need for speed one however <laughs> are you welcoming me in chase i'm welcoming you in i played need for speed underground <laughs> one this week david <laughs> I watched this entire music video the other day. It was very good. Oh my god! How how early two thousands is it? Re- very very early two thousands. Like there is a lot of stuff going on in there. I mean, I feel like that might be the most like early two thousands song. It's around. possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just absolutely ridiculous. Sounds so bizarre in hindsight, but like still goes, dude. That song still goes. It's got it's got a an engine that don't quit. Yeah, that no. song it um, keeps going. So uh, I was interested to play this because I found that returning to Need for Speed Underground Two um, was interesting, but I it, it it didn't hold up as well as I had remembered it. Like I really remember the second one being the game that I was like, hell yeah, way into this. This is like clearly the better one. And I think I found out why the uh-huh. in the first one. 
and I didn't realize this upon playing the second one, but in the first one, it is not an open world game in the way that the second one is. Sure. Like in the second game, you have to drive from each event to another and there's like garages that you have to go to if you want to tune yeah. your shit up. Um, the first one's not that. It's just menus and races. So like mm-hmm. if you want to do any of the races, you just load into a menu and click it and go through and it brings you directly to the race and you do it. And so I think at the time, because there was so much of the emphasis on like open world games being like the thing everyone Mm -hmm. everybody wanted to be gta that like i i was impressed at the time by the fact that number two was like that that form of video game and so Mm -hmm. i was just like smitten but in hindsight it doesn't like shine as well just because that genre has like come a long ways especially with something like forza horizon 5 where like there is so much on the way from each event to the next whereas it felt kind of empty in hindsight for the second one sure however what that means for me at least in my experience of playing the first one is that i really like this game a lot more as a result great i think it it aged a lot better than pursuit underground 2 sure uh i i think because i don't have to drive from each place to place like i'm not as focused on the world uh which is fine like the you know the game doesn't look phenomenal but i will say it looks a lot better than the second one in hindsight really i think it's because the second they game they didn't have to render a whole open world it's it's partially that i think also the second one tries to like color not color correct but just like put color filters all over it so it has this mm. like kind of moody vibe to it whereas the first one like the the visuals are pretty clean all things considered sure and so like there's not as much of a focus on like hitting the mid 2000s tone with the color palette the mid 2000s tone oh my gosh that like the like very weird green that is just applied to like most of the second game sure Um, this one's kind of just a racing game and like underground green Yes, no, exactly. And so I love that. Also, uh, I I really like that you can kind of only have one car at a time. Didn't remember this at all, but like if you want to drive another car and like there's only like 10 that you can really like choose from, Mm -hmm. uh, you have to like trade your vehicle in, uh, which is something totally foreign to like every modern racing game. Sure. Most modern racing games will give you like a hundred cars immediately. Yeah. And like, it's, it's supposed to feel like this kind of like Swiss army knife where you can choose whatever car suits your situation the best. But Mm -hmm. I really like that you have to like dig in and get good with your Miata or whatever. Yeah. Like, you, you, it's like you kind of develop this like relationship with your car mm-hmm. and even to the extent that like the modifications that you put on the car like the uh the neon that can go under underneath the car Ooh, that neon baby <laughs> mm. uh those things all come with you whenever you change cars so it's like even your little personal touches that you've been making over the course of the game if you trade it in they immediately get applied to your new car so like it still kind of feels like your own even when you're switching them around which i, I just really love not to not to mention i totally forgot about this but you're explicitly encouraged to mod your car in in that way because you get Mm -hmm. more points like your reputation points go up i didn't know you got more points if you (laughs) yeah you're you have neon yeah your (laughs) reputation goes up if you like have body modifications on your car I mean, if I see someone racing down the street with body mods on their car, I'm like, respect to that guy. Cool as hell. Damn. Yeah. And so you're kind of encouraged to make this like Frankenstein vehicle that <laughs> like it, it forces you down the avenue of like, you need to make this look like an early 2000s awful modded street car. Yeah. Which is like kind of fun that they've gamified like the taste aspect of it because mm-hmm. you could easily just want to be like no i want a stock car that's painted white but the game is like well it's fine but like you could do you get more points if you do more body mods i'm like okay if you well, do something cool with it if come you do on. something put a big sticker of like billabong on the side of your car Ooh. 
Bella Bella Bong. <laughs> oh my God, Vans. I actually don't know if Vans is in this one. They really should have been though. They may have been very mm-hmm. too much too busy with uh, Tony Hawk at the time. Probably. I will say also that the the soundtrack in this one feels a lot better than in the second one. There's a lot of like songs and bands that I'm like, these people have like stood the test of time a little bit better. Sure. You know, I know that the the joke of get low is is present in this segment, but it, it's always good. It's always good. The The music in there is like it's it's pretty good. And I think it's tailor made a little bit with uh, songs that typically play after you're done with a race, songs that play in the menus, songs that play during a race. And I think they, they work pretty well for like what the game is going for. It's a lot of like upbeat and like sort of driving, literally driving music when you're racing and then like kind of chiller stuff afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I don't remember the second one being quite as like tailored in that way plus they had a bunch of like original songs which i really loved pd pablo's need for speed which i sent to you i got the need for speed <laughs> yeah which i texted i her forgot for that one i got the need for speed um it uh that one and was it ti or 24s which is like uh, <laughs> just a yeah <laughs> it's a hard listening experience that song It doesn't sound so good on my ears. It's pretty ridiculous. Point being, like, I I think a lot of the music feels a lot more appropriate and, like, they have curated it a little bit more than the second one, which kind of felt like we're just kind of throwing stuff against the wall here. Yeah. So in a total shift, like, I I feel like typically, at least in, in my experience, the the curse that movies have where, like, the sequel is not as good as the original is really not always the case with video games. Like a lot of the time sequels are a little bit better because like you just have more time. Yeah. You understand your systems a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It's not always the case, but like I think in a lot of situations, like people take the time to understand the games that they're, they're developing a little bit more with sequels and like come back with something that's like truly great, right? Yeah, I think some, at least back in the in that time of video games, yeah, it felt like yeah. the first one would be like, okay, we just created this framework on yeah. which to make something mm-hmm. and now we actually have more time to just and now we know the framework and then we can really make something pretty cool on top of it um i think about like the ratchet and clank games the sly cooper games like mm-hmm. and even though jack 2 is pretty different than jack 1 like even that series yep like all of the second and third entries in those series are all like damn these are really good games whereas the first one like while still good and groundbreaking is like kind of a proof of concept for the other games yeah, um, definitely. Whereas in this one, like the first one has aged a lot better to me than the second one has. It's interesting. I was like way more interested in playing through a lot of races in this one, which I did. I'm like, I don't know, like halfway through the game at this point. And it's like, it's a pretty long game. There's like, I think 110 races that you have to do like to beat the game. In um, Underground 1? Yeah. Wow. It's a lot. It's a lot of races. It's a lot. It, for whatever reason, it gives you that statistic whenever you're playing through it. It's like, this is race 63 of, you know, 113 or whatever Mm -hmm. and so you're always kind of like able to uh project out how much longer the game is going to be but anyway point being it's yeah it's it's pretty lengthy and so it's i don't know it just demands to be played a lot more than need for speed underground 2 did it's interesting i was way into it nice wait did you say that i shimmied to that song before yeah at some point uh when we were younger we were playing this game and uh p pablo's uh came on and however old you were at the time uh started shimmying like shoulder shimmy like this Uh, yeah got the need for speed yeah exactly um and (laughs) for whatever reason whenever that song comes on that is the imagery that is immediately bound to my mind is david shimmying because it's a pretty ridiculous song, all things considered. A, a ridiculous song deserves a ridiculous shimmy to go along with it. It's it's very middle school us to 
<laughs> take a song from a video game and do a very dumb dance about it. Sounds about right. Yeah. It sounds about right for current us, too. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of come back around. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. I liked, I liked playing through this game. And uh, that was sort of my early couple of days with COVID. Hmm. However, as I moved on, I needed uh, a salve for my, my ailing soul sure my my, uh, my painful experience uh-huh and i had to turn to somebody familiar david is it near automata no damn that would be a brutal experience to play, <laughs> to play through <laughs> and covid Just... i thought you're gonna say because garen was playing it recently oh no uh no it's Mega Man legends 2 david oh your buddy my good friend Mega Man legends that is your buddy I, I I still I I just love these games. They're so fucking good. I, Mega Man Battle Network next. Uh that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Fire it up on just the big old Steam Deck screen. Way Steamy bigger than D. it needs to be. Yeah. So yeah, I've been playing it on the Steam Deck. Uh it is it uh, it's it's interesting. So I played uh, Mega Man Legends one a while back for the show. I can't remember exactly when that was. I think earlier this year. And uh, the takeaway there was mostly just that like I still loved this game. I loved the like optimistic and bright tone that it brought. The like gameplay I think is interesting. Like the actual mechanics of it are like kind of this like dungeon crawling thing, which is fun and like it it gives you an incentive to go and like do that so that you can like buy more shit for Mega Man and like a lot of it has this like tangible effect on a lot of the mechanics, which is really neat. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, like I, I I think the first one like does it it holds up for me pretty well insofar as like if you can stomach the playstation one graphics it does look pretty dated but at the same time it's got this like very bright and like nearly anime-ish style to it that because it's not just like polygons it's like this texture painted onto somebody's face uh, it, i i think it looks pretty good i think it has aged pretty well mm-hmm. so anyway uh booted up the second one and uh it, it weirdly enough starts in like a much more dour tone than the first uh-huh. one Hmm. Um, not in like a bad way. It doesn't stick around for very long. And like the visual style is still very much like bright, uh, like happy. So it's not overwhelming, but you like start in like a snow level essentially. So like it's, it's all just like kind of cold and, and bitter for a second, but I will say like pretty much immediately the story is like way more interesting. The first one. So you're saying Red Dead Redemption 2 stole their opening from Mega Man Legends 2? Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. I think Arthur Morgan was actually a side character in Mega Man Legends 1 and, uh, they stole that. I think they stole that character. <laughs> Arfer. Arfer. God. So, um, yeah, it's 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 fun. Like, I, I was trying to think about what I could actually say about this game that would be significant at all. Essentially, like, the story is a little bit more engaging. They have, like, more stakes because I think the first one is a wrap, wrapped around a lot of, like, mystery of the world, it, the, like, the world that they're presenting. And so, like, just unraveling like what is this place why is it the way that it is like it seems like the world is sort of living on these like disconnected islands from one another Mm -hmm. sort of suggesting that there is at some point like some kind of like collapse on the planet Mm -hmm. and then like these are the people who live there now i love a good implied apocalypse yes no yeah very breath of the wild very like elden ringy yeah which is it's fun and i think especially with the tone that they put forth of this like very happy-go-lucky stuff like the music in it is all just like chipper as fuck everybody's genuinely like yeah this is, this is great everything's cool mm-hmm. and like even even the bad guys are like kind of like team rocket adjacent of they're not they're not that bad you know like mm-hmm. they they're just trying to like take over and like make money and shit like that but they're like mustache twirling bad guys so sure it's not really that big of a deal yeah and so i i think in in exploring that it, it was fun in the first one just to kind of like 
you know, dig around in the world and figure out what's going on. Whereas in this one, like, because the world has a little bit more stakes and is a little bit more grounded given the first part of the, or the first game, uh, you do have to kind of like figure out where to go from there. And I, th- I think they do make it interesting, but I, I, I guess that there is some of the allure lost of being able to like get in your ship and fly somewhere else. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it, the world is a little bit more open, but at the same time, like there is still a lot of cool stuff. Uh, the, the, the levels are all like very different and the people that you go and hang out with are all very different. So that's, that's really cool. It's also like the structure of it, I think is a little bit more video gamey. Mm-hmm. Um, and insofar as like in the very beginning of the game, they're like, we need you to find these four keys to go unlock a big door. Uh, and like each of the keys are buried in a dungeon somewhere. So you got to go like dig those out. Right. Sure. And like, that's, that's fine. I, I have no problem with that being the case. I think in the first one, it was a lot more like there are dungeons when the story demands there to be dungeons. Like, mm-hmm. sure. And and so, like, I, I don't know that either one of those is better. I think the first one leads to a lot more of, like, it feeling like an adventure and this one feeling like this is a video game. Yeah. Which is fine, right? Like, I think the mechanics are still fun. Like, actually shooting Reaver bots as Mega Man is still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the tone is just so, like, nice to soak in that uh, it's it's not that big of a deal. But, yeah, I, I think overall I kind of prefer the first one if I was going to, mm-hmm. like, put that stamp on it. But I think they're both still very good games. And, like... Once I, again, preferring the first. Chase yeah, it, it's very bizarre. Hipster over here. <laughs> I, I like the original better. I think in games that were doing a lot of like bizarre stuff at the time and like really throwing stuff against the wall like it would Mm -hmm. make sense to like kind of prefer one over the other and like i said most of those games that i listed before the ratchet and clanks the sly coopers i all prefer the like second and third entries in those Mm -hmm. um but i I think that the the tone and the story that they hit in the first one just like works a little bit better for me Mm. but i could also totally see like if somebody were to pick up either one of them that the second one might click better to somebody who like doesn't have the same connection or like nostalgia for the first series. Sure. Just because like it, it's a lot more clear what you need to do and it's a lot more like structured, like a typical video game that you would find. So like that, that part of it is, is present. Okay. So yeah, still, still having a great time though. Like it's, it's still great, great stuff. Nice. So anyway, after I was through the, uh, the doldrums of, of my COVID experience, Uh I I came out wanting for, for new experiences for, for sure. uh, Something new and interesting. Um, Uh I, I played a ton of games, but Um, The one that I want to talk about the most is this game called Hard Space Shipbreaker. So uh, let's see, a couple things. Uh, Just to like set a little bit of a stage, I'm on a kick right now with the Expanse series, the books. Sure. Way, way into it. I'm listening to them on audiobook and just like every waking moment, I'm like, I could put on the Expanse right now and just like listen to what's going on in there. For anybody who hasn't read it, it's like a kind of like quote unquote hard sci-fi series. A lot of it's like rooted in you know actual things that could happen like it's a plausible Mm -hmm. future for where we sit right now whereas like you know something like star wars is like much more rooted in like fantasy right like there's space magic and space swords and shit like that Mm -hmm. whereas this one's like it's kind of classic quote-unquote science fiction i'm Mm -hmm. again worried about stepping on people's genre toes but (laughs) point being i i I like the series and i'm enjoying it. step on those toes baby just say your (laughs) say your bit yeah and uh i was looking around at games and somebody in the review section of this game hard space shipbreaker uh had mentioned two things one uh that it's coming out soon it was in early access i think 2020 and then uh just a couple of days ago came out of early access and did their like full 1.0 release 
And uh, they said, hey, if you like stuff like The Expanse, you should uh, play this game. And I was like, okay, I'm in. I'm, I'm ready to roll. Essentially, the conceit of the game is, I think on paper, they describe it as a simulation game. I think it's a lot more than that, but that's maybe the genre that is closest to it. Sure. Uh, essentially, the way that the game plays out just mechanically is that you are tasked with, you have like a spaceship that you need to take apart into its component bits and like sort them into different boxes, right? So uh, the the big sheets of metal that wrap around the spaceship uh, usually go into the processing bucket because they can reuse those. Sure. Uh, the like interior skeleton that's just made out of metal goes into the furnace because they'll just burn it up and turn it back into you know aluminum more stuff. or whatever. Yeah, move more stuff. And then and there's a lot of stuff that can go into the barge. Like any of the airlocks that you pull out um, are reusable and they can resell those. Okay. And so that's that's pretty much the game. Is you're just you you are given a spaceship and you have to take it apart with a series of tools and it's all in like null g so you're just floating around this thing uh-huh it's like a first person game yes it's a first person game you've got okay. like a, a couple of tools like a grapple that you can pull things apart with uh-huh. uh a like not soldering iron but like a, a a cutter essentially to take apart parts of the ship you can like splice them and cut them mm, in different sections like a dead space oh yes no the the it reminds me a lot of like a, a, a form of dead space where it's like a laser that'll shoot up and down or you can shoot horizontally. Yeah. He's an engineer, I think. So it's the same concept. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's also just like a laser you can shoot because there's a, 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 a way that a lot of these ships break down is that there are a bunch of like joints that uh, are in the ship that if you go find them, like if you go dig into the ship, you'll find these like yellow jointings that if you shoot them and like laser them and break them that the ship sort of just like comes apart naturally Mm. so just that part of it is very intriguing to me because it's like that part of the game feels like i I was trying to figure out like what other game or what other experiences this feel like because it ends up kind of being a puzzle of like i need to go get in there and figure out where to go and like how to do this but it feels like the opposite experience of building a lego where like sure you have like kind not instructions but you kind of know what you need to do like there are only so many points on this ship that'll come apart naturally. And so you kind of have to like diagnose it, look at it, solve this puzzle for lack of a better phrase to take it apart in a way that, you know, makes sense. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of ways to fuck up. So like it, there, it is possible to fail, right? Anyway, so I, I really like that part of it, but there is also a lot of other shit that is layered onto it that I'd like think is the thing that takes this game from like a fun interesting game to like absolutely the next like little strata of interesting well so so the the very beginning of the game you start up and it presents you with like some person reading their like email essentially it's Uh just in first person still and it sends you uh, this company called links sends you this email saying like hey you've been accepted into our shipbreaker program actually future zelda (laughs) yeah l-i-n-k no it's l-y-n-x so like the 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 cat the cat uh you open up this email and it's like hey you've been accepted in this program uh you can come be a shipbreaker and essentially what that is is like a essentially the job i was explaining before right you Mm -hmm. are this person who goes and lives on this like orbital platform where uh you've got a little like house essentially that uh you live in and they bring ships to your platform you break them apart and you know sort the stuff out so it's like kind of a dangerous job but uh conceptually pretty lucrative because people do this and uh it it, you know sort of steps you through these like onboarding steps which are all like split the difference of being like kind like funny in spots and also like god damn this is like 
not that far from reality. I I think Mm -hmm. it approaches the same kind of humor that like Portal does in the way that like it is just this like absurd corporate hellscape. Yeah, it is not nearly as it's like to work at SpaceX or something like that. Exactly. Yeah, it's it it is not nearly (laughs) as absurd as Portal is because like a lot of it's like congratulations you didn't burn in a fire or whatever you know like it's all Mm -hmm. very like tongue-in-cheek but this one is like it's funny because it is like just a degree to the right of what it is right now right like it's ridiculous but you're also like oh jesus this is like kind of similar so you're laughing but it's also reminds you of a similar space right yeah anyway so uh you go through that and uh, after you sign the contract, it like brings up this uh, like calculator of all the debts that you've accrued just by signing on to links. And it's like, you know, your fee for the signing, your fee for uh, mm. being transported up to the mainframe, your fee for blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you know, 1.8 trillion credits or something like that. Like, it's Ooh. an absurd amount of money. So you're a slave. Uh, right. Like, they, they have taken you and put you in this place and, like, you signed up for it. And it potentially could be lucrative if you do it for long enough. Um, but you're immediately, like, in debt. And it also comes with the understanding of this program that Lynx does where uh, they, like, take your, like, DNA, I guess, so that mm-hmm. if you die on the frame, they can just, like, recreate you right there, um, which is kind of how they get around, like, if you you know fuck up badly enough to throw yourself in the furnace you like you can respawn essentially and so like you know that that part of the process is particularly expensive but point being that it, it like from from the jump you're in extreme debt it's like the very real part of animal crossing right like mm-hmm. tom, tom nook pops out and is like hey dude sorry you wanted to be a shipbreaker but here's all this money you owe me and so you go up and you know you start onboarding into this place and like this dude named weaver uh like is, is he's essentially your tutorial right like he comes out and explains to you like hey here's how things work and it's more than just like here's how to cut a ship apart it's like also here's how things work here's how we call this here and like he is not a face for the company right like he's not somebody who's like totally drinking the kool-aid but he's not totally against the company he's just like "Eh, you know try not to die so much like that's how they kind of keep you in debt so like you know just be careful out there sure that sort of stuff and essentially the game works on this uh cycle where uh, you will get a new ship, you will break it apart, start sorting it into different components or different bins. If you, you know, damage any of the components, it like counts against you and you get docked pay and shit like that. Sure. And, uh, you know, the the better you do, the more money you get, the more you can pay down your debt and like the more that you have like these points to upgrade your tools and shit like that. Mm-hmm. However, almost immediately what starts happening is that there's another coworker of yours named Lou who uh, you only speak to like radio, I guess. You're never face to face with these people, but there's a handful of other coworkers and Lou like messages you after one of your shifts at some point is like hey like I can tell you're cool just heads up I wanted to add you to this email list and it's other links employees who are all trying to form a union mm. just like don't don't tell anybody about this right like be be, be be cool about it this really is like Amazon or or, <laughs> or Tesla or something it's yeah it's shocking the timing of this game because like unions are a big like topic right now sure are. um and like rightfully so but it's 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 interesting because this game went into early access in 2020 and they're releasing now and like it feels like they're kind of striking while the iron is hot because that's mm-hmm. that ends up being the the main sort of thrust of the story here that's cool it's so interesting and like like i was saying before i think that when i'm playing through a lot of these simulation games and i've played a few now right like you know i don't don't know that uh satisfactory is exactly the same thing but it's got a similar vibe of like you are just this worker in a larger system 
And, uh, you know, Satisfactory is fun because the mechanics are good. And same thing with a lot of the other simulation games. But I found that, like, something that I really wish simulation games would do is, like, say something. Mm. Like, they're usually pretty light, the message of these video games, right? Satisfactory does it a little bit in the beginning, just a little with, like, you know, your ship starts to kind of break up and they treat you like an asset. But for the majority of the game, like 95% of it, you are not thinking about the story that you're that that is currently going on or even the narrative or the structure of the world or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But something that I think these games are in this like simulation genre are uniquely positioned to do is tell stories that put you in the space where you have to consider like the structure of the world that you're living in. Yeah. And especially this one where like you are so deeply in debt, it seems to be possible that you could make enough money to pay off your debt. Eventually, one of the people who you work for is like, hey, like I bought a ship a while ago, but my body's not like in good enough condition to use it or fix it anymore. Mm. Um, And so I want you to have it. Right. Like you should just take this. And so you're kind of presented with this off ramp, right. Of like, I could fix the ship and leave, you know, go out to like the Jovian system or something, or like Mm -hmm. go break rocks out in like, you know, the, the belt or whatever. So it's, it seems like there is a world where you could not have to work for this company for the rest of your life uh-huh. and sort of the the off-ramp of this union thing of like you could risk your life and do that or you can just keep your head down and like keep breaking ships because like you know at, at, at the base part of this game it is fun to break ships like it is very fun to like yeah. go in and treat it like a puzzle and like be a little bit cautious and careful and methodical about like doing this and mm-hmm. not to mention like it if you if you don't do that, it is dangerous. Like parts of the ship might be still pressurized. And so if you cut into something that you're not thinking about, like a whole bunch of shit might just come out and fly at you as it's vented into space. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you tether something into the the furnace and it's moving in a way that you don't account for, it could actually just pull you in there. Right. So like you do have to be careful with a lot of this shit. And so it it's, it's fun to play the game, but also is very, it makes itself very clear, like what the structure of this place is. Mm-hmm. and how you can think about that which is just something that i don't you know god of war couldn't do that right like god of war is sure they yeah. couldn't make a good argument for a union in that video game. <laughs> but i don't know maybe kratos could the Who other knows? gods are unionizing against kratos <laughs> for killing them all fuck and, you kratos stop yeah. killing us <laughs> But, um, but this game can and and i think that like a lot of these simulation games could say a lot of shit about like you know work and stuff like that because i you know as much as these games are fun they are closer to work than like you know something built strictly for entertainment purposes right like mm-hmm. you know it's it's a lot farther away from like adventure games or something like that or skyrim or something like that and so i i like i said i think they've just got such a unique position to do that and it's and I'm always surprised that that's not the case, that the, like people aren't choosing to like bite down on that. But this game does, and I think that that's really, really cool. It's a very, very interesting story that they're telling. And like, you know, obviously I'm, I'm a supporter of unions and think that the, that is a thing that should happen. Mm-hmm. And, and I just think it's a, a very well-told way to go about putting you in the position where you have to weigh that for yourself in the game. Yeah. Which, you know, it's not going to take a PhD to tell you that you're then going to reflect on your own life, right? And be like, I work in a capitalist s- system and it is kind of brutal sometimes. And a lot of the companies that um, I know about are not particularly fond of the people that work for them mm-hmm. and structure it in a way that, you know, you could work for this place for a long time, but you might not, right? Your, your boss Weaver had said that like, 
at some point he stopped being able to get cloned correctly. Like oh, oh some, no. something happened and he's like, I had to get like, you know, put into management because I couldn't break ships anymore. Like it wasn't a thing that I could do. And so like, God, something happened, right? You're That's not a terrifying cl- phrase. Yes. Yeah. I'm so not myself anymore that I can't get cloned again. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's frightening. And so like, I think all of that is just really well done. So yeah, the game owns. Support your unions, baby. Support your unions and play Hard Space Shipbreaker. It's good. I can't emphasize enough about how fun it is to to disassemble these ships. It's very sounds good. fun. It's very a big three D puzzle. Exactly. Yeah. No. It's like this this thing is together, and you sort of just have to like pull and poke and prod until it comes apart. Right. It's it's fascinating. I will say that the only thing that I don't like about this game, which is a definite me problem, is that I cannot play it for very long um, without getting motion sick. Ah, because it's it's very good sure. about making you feel like you were in null gravity, right? It's like, too it's too uh, immersive. Yeah, like yeah. you'll you'll be rolling around the ship, moving yourself, and you know at some point you'll unlock one of the walls and push it out a little bit, uh-huh. and then like up is down where you thought it was going to be up, and so you have to like rotate yourself back around. It's just like sort of mind boggling. Can you play it in VR? Is it a VR game? God, David, I would not even want to know if it was. <laughs> I would immediately vomit if that was the, if that was the case. I would not be able to hang with that one. Anyway, yeah, it's it's awesome. I think this is a really cool game. It's definitely one of the better games I've played this year. You know, I don't I don't know if it's better than like Elden Ring, but like I think I think the stuff that it is doing in the genre is like really impressive and it's something pushing that pushing the envelope. It's pushing the envelope in a way that like I don't know that a lot of other sim games do. Hmm. And so, yeah, I think just for that, you haven't played Farming Simulator 2022. They okay. could be saying something about wait. farming. You wait. <laughs> yeah, there might be a really hard. There's going to be a very intense QAnon subplot in that one. <laughs> you have to convince all your other farmer bros to get vaccinated. No, it just demonstrates the how easy it is to radicalize people who live on their own. Oh, sure, yeah. Away from the from society. You like do better at farming if you just like don't think about Facebook very hard. You just you're forced to listen to Alex Jones for like oh the whole God. entire time that you're tractoring or whatever it is. It's plowing your field. That's a hell game, David. That's so bad. Anyway, this will bring me to my optimistic thing, David. Mm-hmm. It's jetpacks. Ooh, baby, say no more. Love oh my goodness. Pack. Love a jetpack. You got a good one in this game. Got a good one in hard space. Mm-hmm. But like, God, there's a, there's a lot of good ones. GTA. GTA had a great, a great Secret jetpack. jetpacks. Jet Force Gemini. Gemini. Oh, yeah. Ooh, absolutely. That was in unison. Oh, my gosh. Wham. <laughs> That, that was, was a good, good one. Was What's good. the uh what was the Star Wars game on N64 that had a jetpack? You like had some kind of like Shadows of the Empire. Hey, I was pretty close. Yeah, you were. Something of the Empire. Yeah, no, that game had a pretty good jetpack in it too. Dash Rendar, my boy. Dash Rendar. <laughs> what a name. But yeah, I love a good a, a good jetpack's great. I feel like there haven't been a lot of jetpack games recently. Like yeah. where jetpack is like central to the game. We've had like lots of slingshots or like grapple hooks and pair mm-hmm. and like gliders. Gliders are big right now. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't had a jetpack in a while. Are we gonna count Super Mario Sunshine as a jetpack? I would say so. It kind of feels like it, right? It's like one of those hydro jetpacks. I feel like it does. 
Yeah. Yeah, that definitely uh, counts. Nice. That one was a good one. Titanfall 2 had a pretty good jetpack. Ooh, yeah, little bursties. Like that a lot. Hey, do you have something fueling your sense of optimism, David? Yeah, I do have something that is fueling my video game optimism for the week. What is it, David? It's sharing a good game with a good friend. Oh, hell yeah. Talk to me about this. What do you mean? I just really am enjoying uh, Garen talking about his time playing uh, Nier Automata. Yes, it's good. Yeah, it's just a lot of fun to see how he's interacting with the game, how he's enjoying it, what parts stick out to him and it's been a while since i played this game so i'm now i'm like maybe i should go back and play it and beat the super secret boss as garen calls it <laughs> um because yeah. that game that game rips as it does Chase rip. Says. it's very good yeah so yeah it's just it's just fun to experience it again through somebody else yeah no totally I, I i love hearing whenever somebody's like Hey, I decided to pick up this, uh, this Dark Souls game or something like that, or uh-huh. like anything that I'm just absolutely obsessed with. I'm like, yes, please, Blood please burn. tell me about Bloodburn. You know, yeah, it's true. When you were playing through Bloodborne, I was like, yes, I love this. <laughs> Join me <laughs> on the hunt. I wonder if there will ever be an episode where we don't make a joke about Bloodborne. There's been a lot where we have made bloodborne jokes. Yes. Do you think it's been every one? David, my brain is broken. So my memory at this point is not Brain worth- fog, baby. <laughs> um, hey, do you want to move on to our main thing? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Hey. It's good games. It's it's good games. We're here. The segment where we talk about the OKS games of yesteryear and gush all the things that we love about them. Uh, emphasis on OKS this week. OKS. Wow. Um, <laughs> got an OK one. This this is going to be challenging. I want to say at the top, this is going to be a challenge for me. I, I was I, I was like, shocked that you wanted to you play this one despite your sickness. I thought that this would be too confusing. Like it's a fever dream of a game to play. <laughs> it was David. <laughs> It was <laughs> challenging and felt like a fever dream. Uh-huh. We are, of course, talking about Blink's The Time Sweeper. Yes. It's finally happening. It's finally happening. And I realized that it is easy to dunk on this game. It's very often done on the internet. Yeah. And so I, I wanted to come into this as earnestly as I possibly could to yeah. be like, yeah. let me find the gold in Blink's. Uh-huh. I think there are some nuggets. I think there's some stuff in there. Yeah, there's some veins. There's some veins. My man, my man I had to dig. <laughs> I had to dig. It's not easy. Anyway, let me let me hit you a few hot stats hot before stats, we get ahead of please. ourselves. Let's do it. Hot stats. Hot stats. Blinks the Time Sweeper was released October 8th of 2002 in North America mm-hmm. uh, for the original xbox uh this is like a year wow. after the release of the console itself so it's still kind of in the launch window uh-huh. i remember this game being marketed pretty heavily like i remember seeing it a lot and i I had read that they were hoping that this would be another mascot like for they xbox. were really hoping that blinks was gonna be a thing <laughs> um which is hilarious in hindsight because they were like no master chief's not gonna work he like just has the visor and nobody's gonna recognize him it's like not good enough we need a, a spunky little cat. A spunky cat that doesn't speak any known language. I I had to... <laughs> yeah. Hold on. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> this game was made by Artoon, the game company that is mostly based in Japan. Uh-huh. Uh, they made the great hits, David, like Ghost Vibration, Ghost Trap, 
The World of Golden Eggs, Nori Nori Rhythm Guy, Fling Smash, and Away Shuffle Dragon. <laughs> Away Shuffle Dragon yeah. is a very fun name. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, and it's, it's a fun. very fun name to say. Mm. I agree. It's, it, it... Away Shuffle Dragon. <laughs> Sounds like something Gandalf would say. Which I do like that. Uh, but I've played none of these games. I, yeah, I don't know any not. other games that they've it played. It seems like they have a little ghost mini franchise going on there for a yeah, hot second. Ghost, ghost Vibration, Ghost Trap. Yeah, love them buff. I do have a review from our friends over at Joe Video oh. of Blink, Blink's The Time Sweeper. All right. Um, I've taken their review, which was originally in French. I've run it through Google Translate a bunch and mangled it. Mm -hmm. So we can get a nice, uh, a nice little sampling of what they had to say. I'm curious. Um, Blink and You'll Miss It is uh, a subtitle of this review. It's really short. Oh. <laughs> Blinks and You'll Miss It. I was about to say, Blinks and You'll Miss It, yeah. Yeah. Joe Video said, There is a big reason to deceive, but the title isn't enough. We always complain. Despite the clear rules of the game, the flashing players did not follow them. Very sad. 12 out of 20. 12 out of 20. Ooh. <laughs> Yeesh. <laughs> Uh, it felt like a tweet. I felt like that was a tweet that they sent about this game. Especially a, the ending being very sad. A tweet of someone who only speaks in riddles. We always complain. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, Joe? Um, but yeah, they did not like this game very much. No, that's a failing grade. Yeah. A Which, failing grade. Actually, I actually get the sense Joe video is kind of a tough reviewer. Over the, over the time that we've done it, they rarely give games very good scores. That's true. They're, they, they're, maybe, what, was that? what was the magazine that was supposed to be really tough? Xbox Monthly? Xbox Gaming Monthly or whatever it was? I don't know. I don't remember which one had that rep. I think it was that was the one that only gave out, like, if you got a nine from that one, it was like, oh my yeah. god, this game's amazing. Yeah. Sort of deal. But I forget which one that was. Yeah, I don't know. I used to pull the reviews from Joe because they were such a low grading place because, like, Initially in this segment, I was like, well, we can say, no, I disagree. It's a good game. But now it's just become part of the, the DNA. It's just part of it. Yeah. Yeah. The show video review. Yeah. Shouts out Joe. I think I don't I don't know and I don't know anything about this company. Hey, could you their parent company is Activision Blizzard? No. <laughs> <laughs> could you explain to me what Blinks the Time Sweeper is, David? Uh, yes. So Blinks the Time Sweeper, as Chase alluded to, is Xbox's Microsoft's attempt at making a mascot for the original Xbox. So you are starring <laughs> Blinks, who is a cat. Mm -hmm. uh, he is a, a walking, talking, I guess, not in any human. Not no, yeah, don't understand. I had to go and check my language. I was like, oh, did I have this on some language that I didn't know? Yeah. No. no. They do not speak in any language. Yeah, it sounds like some sort of weird, like, sim speak. Almost, yeah, exactly. Like sim gibberish. Yeah. So that was very off-putting at first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But you are you are Blinks. You are a time sweeper, which is this uh -huh. organization that monitors time anomalies. Essentially, I'm pretty sure. Yes. And apparently, when a time anomaly happens, it turns into a time gem uh -huh. on a planet. And if yes. too many time gems uh, are next to each other, they create monsters yeah. big scary monsters time um, monsters time monsters yes yeah. so you have to go through little portals in your hub hub uh headquarters to then sweep up time gems before they turn into time <laughs> monsters and therefore protect the universe yeah with a literal vacuum i will say a, a literal 
time-sucking vacuum. Yeah. So, of course, there's also bad bad actors in this world, gangs, who mm-hmm. will go and uh, collect these time gems and sell them on the black market for mm-hmm. what have you. And so the beginning of the game is Blinks all explaining this, and then one of these gangs creating essentially a catastrophe yeah. on a world, a catastrophe <laughs> of epic proportions. Tom Tom um, gang. The Tom Tom, the Tom 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 gang uh, go to this planet and start just wreaking havoc and creating like a lot of time anom- anomalies, a lot of time gems and a lot of time monsters because they just want to yeah. steal all the time gems that they can. Yep. But they're also in the process getting whammed on by these time monsters. Mm-hmm. And over, I think over the loudspeakers, it's like, hey, this world is about to explode. <laughs> it's, yeah, Everybody it's get out everybody all the time sleepers on this world leave because this place is going down they're essentially going to quarantine it like they're going to cut it off from i think like the gr- the grand time they were going to cut it off like from that. the gr- from the grid because it was yeah. going to explode yeah and everyone's yeah, yeah. going to die and you get a well, you get one last transmission from the world and it's this this princess who's like fighting the tom tom gang and she's saw yeah. spunky and saying like i'm gonna uh, let's fight let's get these guys let's do it yeah. and blinks looks at her and like there's just hearts <laughs> hearts all around his face and that's all the exposition you get for why he risks his life to go to this planet because he's trying to save this princess that he falls in love with immediately he's essentially like a wooga and like that kicks off the game yes a wooga in in <laughs> not so uh vibrant a uh a wooga as like on looney tunes but it's essentially yeah. the blinks version of a wooga uh it was pretty it was pretty ridiculous <laughs> But yeah. he 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 runs towards the danger as everyone else is fleeing and jumps into the portal and goes to the world. I am the one who sweeps. I am, I am the one who <laughs> sweeps. Oh no! <laughs> Walter, Walter the Blinks. Time, <laughs> Walt the time sweeper. <laughs> I am the time monster. God. And you get transported to a world where all of the controls are backwards. What? Did you have that issue? No. All of the all the controls were inverted. What? On my <laughs> on my unless I had like an, a weird like aneurysm or something. But you, like you pressed up and you went down? Both directions. <laughs> X and Y axis were inverted to, to as default. Whoa. And I didn't know how to change it. I was so confused. I I could <laughs> I can handle Y axis, but X axis, bro. Oh wait, the camera. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the camera was fucked. I had no idea how to control what? that. Thing. <laughs> what? What? I thought you meant blinks. Like no. when you moved blinks, no, you, went you the were wrong thinking way. you were like, oh my god, were they so out of it? I didn't realize. No, <laughs> that that part is normal, which made it even more kind of off putting that camera was totally inverted. My, <laughs> the only thing I could do with the camera was like, I'm just gonna try and ignore this as best I can, like move it as little as possible when yeah. I'm playing through the game. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, it's it's befuddling trying to move that thing around is not easy. Sorry, we we need to focus on what we liked. Let's get off the camera. Yeah. Okay. So yes, that is blinks. Uh huh. Essentially, the like the structure of the game is that you go through these levels. You collect coins, or you collect the time gems, and if you get three of a certain type, you can do a certain action. Correct. Yeah, like pausing time or rewinding or like slowing time, slowing a down bit. stuff like that, creating like a duplicate of yourself to do something. Right, and you have to like destroy monsters as a way to beat the level. Yeah, you have to you have to collect these gems to that to fight the monsters, and you can suck up objects around in the environment to fire at the monsters as well yeah and you essentially go through the level and then there's a boss at the end and you beat the boss mm-hmm. but each level also has a high score kind of uh deal to it right so you're yeah. trying to like beat your best time through it you're you're trying to get like all little secret 
cat medallions or whatever they are <laughs> so it, it has this element of the, the levels are very short like two minutes yeah they're pretty quick right yeah. and you're trying to, to like you're it's, it's designed for you to play them repeatedly to get better scores yeah totally totally ignored that my covid brain could not try to get a high score i was like no 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 i'm just gonna play the game no i, th- I feel like maybe i felt like i had covid when i was playing this game sorry i'm being <laughs> nasty i apologize i'm being a nasty boy that's <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll get there. We'll make it. We'll make it there. Yeah. So you just have to beat enough monsters. I think all of them the level. And it's not. It's not usually that hard to find all of them. Yeah. And they say like there's seven monsters left. Right. So it lets yeah. you know. It's like it's not trying to be difficult obtuse. with that. Yeah. yeah. It's not trying to be yeah. obtuse. It's giving you all the answers. Um. And then yeah, I think it usually after about like five or four levels, there's like a boss of some sort. Yeah. That you have to fight. There's like yeah, there's the big boss. So it's like each le- there's like worlds, and then each world mm-hmm. has like three or four levels, and the last level has a big boss. Um. Yeah. So that's. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna say some some stuff I liked. All right, let's hear it. Blinks the time sweeper. <laughs> you want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. I liked the world building. Whoa, really? <laughs> I what thought it, it was interesting. Yeah, like it's yeah. a pretty it's a pretty out there concept that they created for this game. Yeah, and I was just like, okay. I can get behind this world where it's like, hey, maybe not like it, that it's a bunch of cats um, and that they're, <laughs> I can't understand what they're saying and I have to read subtitles, but sure. that there is some like governing time agency yeah. that like monitors the timelines. It felt, it felt very much like Loki. Loki. <laughs> yeah, to no, me, exactly. Which was interesting. I'm like, wow, they're kind of ahead of their time with this. <laughs> so I, I actually did enjoy the, the premise, I guess, more than the world building, the premise of it and just the setting. I thought I thought was yeah. was interesting. I didn't think that that was bad. I was like I was watching that beginning cutscene. I'm like, okay, you have me, Blinks. You have me. Yeah. Let's see what let's see what you got. Yeah, I agree. I think that the intro definitely was kind of fun. It's like out outlandish and wild that they're just like, this is what it is. Yeah, they're just out, out of nowhere. That's cool. My, that's me. I'm Blinks. I'm just walking <laughs> yeah. around. I always love it. it de- well, I always love it when games do that, <laughs> or just yeah, any they just medium explicitly does that. Call out, this is me. That's me. The narrator, yeah. Blinks. <laughs> That's how I think Blinks would sound if he was speaking English. Oh, interesting. Yeah, nice. I think he would be like Aziz Ansari. Mm. I mean, he has a voice in the game. I mean, yeah, but... It's just something else just, It's It's the, the weird non-human language was throwing me off quite a bit yeah I'm yeah just yeah like what is going on it was pretty bizarre the like comparison between the like marketing of blinks and the actual game itself because like by the cover of this game you think he would have some bad attitude but he's kind of just like a cute little guy he's kind of just like a cute little cat yeah he's a little he's a little bean yeah but in the game he's like I'm going to do the DreamWorks face and you're going to like it. I got this fucking vacuum, dude. I'm going to do, I'm a, I'm a little rascal. I'm a little rascal. I'm a little scamp and I'm going to sweep some stuff up where uh-huh. it's like, yeah, in the game, he's kind of just like, I don't know, Uwuga and I'm a, I'm a, a cute little cat. I'm going to go save this world now. <laughs> I'm a go Uwuga and save the world. <laughs> Classic That's cat it. himbo. Yeah. Classic cat himbo. Blinks the cat himbo. I think that the ideas around the time powers are super cool like there are a couple of spots where like the game is like hey there's a collapsed bridge here when it just collapsed and you're Mm -hmm. like i bet i know what to do here yeah and like rewinding time in that situation is pretty cool Mm -hmm. i wish the game was more based around it though sure i i like I i wish it was just that 
because that stuff I find like super duper interesting and like the like having to solve a problem or like a puzzle with the stuff that you get is interesting whereas I think it's mostly just used for combat in this game Mm-hmm. slowing down or pausing time is mostly just used as a way to yeet barrels at slime monsters which isn't it's not like a terrible way to apply that but i was just whenever i did whenever i solved the puzzle with the time stuff i was like oh man i wish this was it this is cool as fuck yeah that if that was just more of the game yeah yeah no most definitely i did i feel like that's where the game shined the most yeah was yeah. when they made you use your time powers in a certain way like mm-hmm. to solve the puzzles or to fight people or anything like that, or just yeah. use them in general. But it was some somewhat frustrating to get the correct oh my God, layout of, <laughs> of time crystals, which was frustrating. Oh, it's so rough. Because they... it was hard for me to line blinks up to get the yes. right one. Yeah. And I oftentimes would get the wrong ones and I would have to start over or like just be sol because i i did four <laughs> of none that yeah. actually matched up because you, you you can only collect four at a time right and three have to match to get that power so if you get yeah. two and two you just lose none all of, of those count. gems yeah. and you just you're you, they don't respond or anything you just you just yeah. don't get them you just don't get them it's a truly bizarre way to structure it it was interesting i don't i i yeah it was it was weird to pick up a lot of like shining objects in a game and then get uh-huh. a bad sound afterwards <laughs> You know, yeah. like so yeah. many years of Mario have just trained me to be like, I just need to collect all of these things yeah, and I get, get good shit. sounds, good sounds, good sounds, good sounds. And I'm like, what are these? What? I'm doing a bad thing? <laughs> I did something bad? Yeah, you fucked up. So it was, I, I kind of appreciated that in a weird way of like, it's mm-hmm. trying to like make me play differently. Yes. But yeah. it, it's a hard sell to make me play that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it's like they're trying to teach you not to jump over the Goomba in a way like yeah they're, they're trying, trying to tell to me not to save fundamental the fundamental lesson yeah. yes which like other games have done they've like almost every game has taken the like the core tenets of mario and flipped them on their head right yeah. like braid said like what if you did not save the princess what if you were just a total shithead or uh undertale is like maybe you don't just fight everything that you come in contact with mm-hmm. and blinks the time sweeper is like what if you didn't just pick up anything you saw <laughs> But it doesn't feel quite as good <laughs> as those other games I am a do. cat. I like shiny things. It, yeah, I'm literally sweeping, dog. I'm like, sweeping. let me pick up all the stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, when I was playing it, I was like, why don't they want me to do the game? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like the parts of the game when they, like, let me off the leash a little bit. Yeah. It, that was that was one of the more frustrating things because it's like the part of the game that I enjoy is using the the time powers yeah but it was hard to hard to get the right ones make you jump through a bunch of hoops. make you jump through a bunch of hoops <laughs> what else did i like about this game did you have anything else to say about those i like the sounds when you did the powers <laughs> the like sound when you rewound time was pretty they, they, fun. you know they were good rewind si- sounds yeah or like pause sounds how things kind of like i like how the the screen color would change yeah great great presentation great use of yeah. filters i like that they included a vacuum <laughs> There's not many <laughs> vacuum games beyond Luigi's Mansion. And this one, yeah. I feel like they saw Luigi's Mansion. They're just like, vacuums are the hot thing now. Let's do it. Put a <laughs> vacuum on this cat. This cat needs a, uh, he needs a cum. A cum? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, careful there, my friend. Careful. <laughs> I omit one U. What did you say t- earlier, too, that sounded? Oh, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I forget my the brain fog is gone. It's baby. fine. You you can brain fog that one. It's it's not worth it. It's not worth going back. <laughs> yeah. No. Love love the vacuum. Love that. 
I don't think there's enough games that let you suck. You can't, you can't <laughs> tell me not to say Kium and then immediately follow it up with that. You just can't. I knew the hypocrisy when I said it, Chase. Ah, uh, sure. Yeah. That was that was part of the reason why. Just to uh, troll you, a baby. nice little bit. Just to yeah, troll that's you, good. Baby. That's good. But no, honestly, there, there aren't. There's a lot of games where you push things. Just not, not a lot, a lot of, of games where you pull things and then wow, push that's them. That's true. That's the pull yeah. and then a push. Yeah. So that was. I love that. This game has Sonic written all over it to me. <laughs> It feels like Sonic. The whole thing feels like you don't go fast. How does it feel like Sonic if you don't go fast? Not, not the actual like gameplay of it, but just like the tone and the attitude that is coming with it. Uh, it all just yeah. feels kind of Sonicy. No, you're you're totally right. The the the, the creature loving a human. Yeah, very true. Sonic. Yeah, very Sonic. Um, the scampy attitude. The scampy attitude. He's the master of something. Sonic is the master yeah. of speed. Blinks is the master of time. I can only assume. Is that what they call him? The master of speed? I mean, it is now. Okay. <laughs> Sonic, the master, master of, speed. of speed. That's a cool name. Yeah, it is pretty sick. I mean, would anybody argue with you he called Sonic the master of speed? I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. I'm just staring at the cover of this beautiful video game, man. And I'm, I want to, I want to feel, David. <laughs> <laughs> It's been so long since I felt anything. This I I feel like it is so easy to pick out stuff that is really good about games and man Blinks has has taken me for a ride on this one. I you know what? You know what? You know what I did enjoy actually? What's that, David? One hit kills. It is nice, yeah. It's is is Blinks the Dark Souls of action platformers i just thought it was it was an interesting choice it's like okay i get i i i it's it's like you don't get lives you get retries yeah and then yeah, if you take and one hit one hit out. and you're you're dead technically right so i thought i thought that was that was that was big time that was a big time move by blinks to say one hit and you're dead these time monsters don't don't mess around man yeah you gotta around. take this seriously and if you don't or if you just can't manage the camera well Shit out of luck. <laughs> Shit out of luck. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of did. I, I kind I've respected that decision. Yeah. They made you play the game. They're like, you're not going to be able to just yeah. walk through this thing. Yeah. I was just like, okay. Okay, Blinks. I see you. I see you, Blinks. I see what you're going for. <laughs> I bet it's a pretty uncomfortable experience to be rewound from death. I can only imagine that having your soul put back into your body <laughs> isn't a pleasurable experience. Yeah. Blinks the soul reaver, dude. <laughs> Maybe that's what Soul Reaver was about. The Soul Reaver. <laughs> Blinks, the fell beast. Surprised <laughs> <laughs> we haven't made that joke yet, but he is, I feel like he's too cute to be an old one. Blinks, herald of Chet. <laughs> he does have kind of an unassuming uh, uh, air to him. So yeah, it's totally possible that he's like an, a friend of Chet's. <laughs> friend? Friend of Chet. I've, I've alluded to it enough times now. Why don't I just come out and say it? I, th- I appreciate that Blinks is kind of cute in the game. A cute little kitty. He's a cute cat. He's a cute little kitty. He's got a good design. Got a good design. The The cover of the game would not lead you to believe it. I will say the cover of the Japanese Blinks, the Time Sweeper, is much better than the, the, the American version. Oh, yeah. He's definitely got DreamWorks face on. All right. He's got the, the, the little smirk. Player. They made a Blinks too. And there's a pig. Do we have to play this one too? I was just a- assuming that we would, which is why I've sort of been down <laughs> because I knew what uh, was coming. Uh, There's more. Uh, do they have a Blinks 3? 
Lordy, I hope not. Blinks 3D. <laughs> Blinks is already in 3D. Why would he need to be in 3D again? But yeah, the Japanese cover is a lot better. He looks a lot more like himself in that game. Yeah, he looks he looks more like a cat. The cat, yeah. I, 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 Blinks, sometimes he gets close to looking like the, the cat bus from Totoro. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Which is somewhat frightening to me. Mm-hmm. That thing always terrified me as a child. Oh, you weren't a fan of Cat Bus? No, dude. Cat Bus was spooky to me as a kid. I liked Cat Bus. I mean, I know he's a friend, but he doesn't never look like a friend to me. The smile is a little menacing. He looked like a beast. <laughs> he looked like a bus. Like a bus. So what did we say we liked? We liked the time abilities. We liked like the, 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 the kind of setup for the story. I liked I li- the Dark Souls-ness of the game. <sighs> no dodge roll, but... I liked... I, I like Blinks. And we like Blinks. I like Blinks. There's potential with Blinks. Yeah. I think it's really just more gameplay. (laughs) (laughs) The game. (laughs) It's just the game. (laughs) You know, honestly, I think that if the control, if the camera was, I was able to actually control it, that would have remedied a lot of my gripes with it because it was so difficult to just control it baseline that that's what yeah. made it hard to to get all of the like the the correct jewels mm-hmm. <laughs> and use the powers that I wanted to use. So yeah. I think that would be like an easy fix if they want to do a Blinks remaster. And then also sometimes I felt like they took control of the camera away, they did, which yeah. was confusing. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I feel like if they fixed if they if they changed that, the game would have played a lot more smoothly, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, I think Blinks himself was a little stiff, like moving around. Definitely. And so, like the yeah, jumping wish... felt a little, a little clunky, yeah. a little clunky for a cat. He didn't jump yeah. very well. I watched a stream of Tim Rogers when he was playing through the uh, that most recent Dragon Ball Z game. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know; it's been a while Kakarot? since it was out. Uh, yes, exactly. And he said that he and his like game friends uh, used to describe jumps like the one that is in Kakarot as programmery, mm. like. It just like literally shifts you up and down and there's not a lot of like momentum behind it. Sure. It's sort of what Blinks felt like if like they they just need you to move up and down rather than like it feeling like a good jump. Sure. In the way that like Mario feels like a good jump where there's like you kind of like hang at the top a little bit and it feels like the right height and mm-hmm. like you kind of have control over yourself in the air. Um, whereas, yeah, Blinks is just like up and down. You go up and down. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. It's real. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to dunk on this game. It would be easy to do so. Sure. But that's like, that's the thing that people do with this game. And I think it is, it is good. And like, if you, I think if they just polished this a little bit more, it could have been like, oh, that was a pretty good game that was out on Xbox. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to frame my gripes as constructive criticisms. Yeah. As like, you know, if you change this, this, that would really help this thing that I had a, a bigger issue with and that would have really made the game play more smoothly. Yeah. Which I think is fair. I, I think there is something something decent underneath here, honestly. <laughs> they got There's something there. There's something there I mean, that's made some executive go, yes, Blinks is going to be our guy. I think money. I think they were hoping for money. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe we'll see in Blinks Masters of Time and Space if it's any, if it's any good. I mean, if we are looking at a mascot fulfilling its duties as mm-hmm. being memorable definitely memorable blinks the time sweeper is a fire am- name everybody remembers blinks even though he had two fairly mediocre to not so good <laughs> games so i think there was some some method to their marketing madness when yeah. they chose blinks as as their as their new mascot yeah Right? Am I crazy to think that? No, no, no. Yeah, you're right. I, I think like you had mentioned before we started listening or uh, recording though, um, they definitely should have gone with Blinks the Rhyme Sweeper. 
Ugh. I think that would have been. I would have capitalized so much more on the youth at the time. It would have capitalized. I think Blinks would have been a hit. Make it a Parappa the Rappa clone instead of a Oof. platformer. Or a platformer with Parappa the Rappa battles in it instead. Blinks the Rhyme Sweeper. Really tempting, David. It's all very tempting. I think that'd be a fun game. Yeah, I agree. Fun game. Rapping cat. Cat thing. Is he is he a cat? They never come out and say it. It looks like Blinks 2 is not on Game Pass, which... That's a bummer. Release Blinks 2, you cowards. Does it have better or worse reviews? It's about the same. They added a pig. They a added a pig, pig, which every game needs. I know. They went away from the fat pig and they went with buff pig. Let's see how Tom- it pans out. It says it's just a TomTom, just one of them. TomTom gang. Uh, on their mission to prevent a threat, which will result in cat- global catastrophic risk. Cat. Astrophic. At the end of the game, the player be- also becomes included with a team which must go to a mysterious part of an alternate universe to defeat the scissor demon oh my god is it that other clock- game we played clockwork yeah, it's, it's a clock tower clock tower oh man whoa okay that's a What's crossover i could i could i could do I feel like it's, Blinks could fit into Clock Tower. Absolutely. That big smile. Once the scissor demon is defeated, it dissolves. The scream fades to brightness, at which point the angel thanks the time sweepers and the tom-toms for their effort. Anyway, COVID is tearing me down. And, I was about to say, you seem uh, to be deteriorating a little bit. It's I can't. I honestly can't tell you if it's Blinks or COVID, David. It's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. It can be both. It can be both. Great game. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Okay, great. Cool. Goodbye, Blinks. See you, Blinks. Hello, listeners. You can talk to us on Twitter if you would like to talk to us. Um, that's probably the easiest place to do it. If you're feeling so compelled... Oh, wait. The name of that handle is at Podtimism. You can do that there. Mm-hmm. If you would like to reach us via email, you can do that podtimism at gmail.com. You can shoot us one of those old-fashioned emails. Say, what's up? What's up? We'll send, you, send you a link to a Homestar Runner video. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is the audience that would use uh, email nowadays. Email. Yeah. No, exactly. Let's see. If you want to help the show... There are a few things you can do. You can leave a review on one of the podcasting places. Uh, you can shout that into the void at Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, the void. Uh, either, either one will let you do it. I don't know why I was so pessimistic about that. You can, it, it, it does us a great service to do that. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know that why. Was the, that was the COVID brain talking. Yeah, that's the brain fog coming in, baby. <laughs> Uh, which I, which I've seen a few people do on Happy Podcasts. So thank you for that. I appreciate you. Good, good, good looking out. Yeah. Let's see. You can also share, uh, show it to a friend or, you know, share it on the internet. That is a thing that has been done recently. So thanks for those of you who have done that. Appreciate you. Shouts out. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it helps a great, a great deal because I, like I said, it's rare that I go through charts in a podcast and I'm like, wow, these all look really good. I'll listen to all of them. But very frequently, somebody who I trust will be like, hey, have you listened to Ira Glass's new podcast about blinks the time <laughs> and ah. i will say no but i would like to uh and then i'll go listen to that can you can you give me a little bit of ira glass doing a blinks review see he comes in in a very odd position my friend blinks because in every situation all the other time sweepers also cats are, are running away which doesn't make uh, it makes sense materially right like you need to run away from the danger but at the same time our hero is going directly into it but 
potentially because he would like to play with a human in, in a way that satisfies him. The beast with two but, backs. But at the same time, there's something compelling about that. And something that I think we can tell about an hour of podcast about. This is This American Blinks. Stay with us. This Ira, I, I just, <laughs> Ira Glass just came yeah. into Chase's house and just took the microphone from him. Yeah. That was beautiful. Thank you. I love the Ira Glass. It's so much of the cadence. You have the cadence down <laughs> yeah, for Ira. I, I don't think my voice is particularly like his very much, but yeah, there's a, there's a, a rhythm to his voice that is so specific. <laughs> this guy, This American Life's. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you can share the podcast with a friend. A couple of thank yous. Uh, the first. Scout out of the week. Thank you, Scout. Scout out. For this incredible goddamn artwork. The, That's so good. The, the art's so nice. I looked at it twice, okay? Maybe even thrice? Probably thrice. Nice. I'm looking at it right now. Looks great. Love the sunflowers. Mm-hmm. Can't, can't overstate it enough how goddamn cool the sunflowers are. Also, thank you, person who is listening to this. You uh, do us a great favor by being here and spending your hard-earned time uh, with us. We appreciate that that's awesome uh david and i love making this podcast and so it is uh it's sometimes shocking and uh also very cold <laughs> that people also enjoy listening to sure it. So, is. So, so thank you for that yeah so i, I support your day today mm-hmm. i think you're gonna do great yeah I, I know you're gonna do great thank you david i know it um hey do you uh uh have some gaming wisdom to to, to lead us out here i i do What's that? No matter no matter how badly mm. you want save a person that you've only ever just seen for a split second, mm. it's probably a, a good idea to not run towards an explosion. <laughs> it's probably a yeah. bad idea. Um, this is what we call plot armor, children. Yeah, Blinks Blinks has some plot armor, so don't so don't think that you know you should you should run towards an explosion if if the authorities are telling you that that's a bad idea. Cause even if even if you do go a wooga, even if you make you a woo guys, <laughs> even if you make a woo guys, it's just it's it's not worth it. the The world needs to be quarantined be, to to protect the great timeline. I don't know if that's what they called it. I don't know. I all I all what I got from it was the world was blowing up and they are closing the portal so that the explosion didn't like come into their headquarters or something. I don't know. Dude, those cats were freaking out. Those cats were, like, were on like get the fuck out of here. three. <laughs> yeah, we're going to destroy this planet to to protect ourselves. Were they destroying it, or was it just getting destroyed by like the monsters? Yeah, I think they were just going to cut it off, oh, like from the from their their base or whatever. What a ca- what a catastrophe! So anyway, yeah, it, no matter how cool you think it would be to go save the princess, like maybe just like relax and let like somebody do their job. Your life matters. Yeah, damn, it does. Your life matters, and like. Yeah. There's plenty of people to awooga here. There's plenty more awoogas in the sea. Find somebody who awoogas like you would want to be awoogad. Ooh. Find your awooga mate. <laughs> Go hang out with your awooga pal. Awooga pal. <laughs> Do you want to come over later and Netflix and awooga? I mean, that's honestly more suggestive than Netflix and chill. Yeah, no, uh, it is, isn't it? It's a lot less of a euphemism in there. Hey, listen. This is all super cool and super fun. I think my brain is going to leak out of my ears if I re- record any more moments of the podcast. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, go go get some rest, my friend. Thank you. Hopefully by the next time we record, I'm just like fucking super podcaster and like no problem. I'm I can talk about hey. burn, burning rangers or whatever we do next. You know, the next 3 months of yours, baby, you got you got 
immunity now. That's true. Safe. Yeah. I'm gonna go lick some walls. Just just enough time. Be ready to catch COVID again for your bachelor party. <laughs> no, yeah, it's awesome. I love that. Um, okay, Let's, we'll see cool. if, see you, listener, next week. All right. Well, actually, just you'll hear us. We won't see you. That's not how this works. You'll hear us. We will feel your presence. I feel the presence of God in this chilies. All right, bye. <laughs> see ya.